Welcome, everybody, to the seventh episode of the 9010 Podcast. My name is Brian Sumner. Normally, I'm alongside with um, my dear friend, Matt Walker. You heard him last week on the podcast as he was in town from Denver. He took some time off to come down for a wedding, and um, he's working tonight uh, as he did have to swap a couple shifts to... um, make up for the time that he was lost uh, by, by coming home. So I'm doing this with a special guest. Uh, I have gone against better judgment. I am behind enemy lines. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. Um, we're going to see how this goes. Hopefully we can get through the first 10 minutes uh, and uh, I'll still be hanging around. But I'm joined, again, behind enemy lines in a Redskins man cave slash garage it's a working garage it's well kept most uh redskins fans i know are unkept so go ahead and introduce yourself i got mr frank jones here uh he's got his redskins shirt on tonight and it's uh, not any color that's on the field so i'm wondering who you're pulling for what's up podcast world how y'all doing tonight who am i pulling for who do you think brian yeah hey you you would do that uh, they're three and zero. They're an NFC contender, and uh, surprisingly, they're three and zero. Aaron Rodgers not airing the ball out. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get into that game uh, as it comes closer to kickoff. Okay, but uh, okay. as we do every podcast, we open up and let you know we had a beautiful day here uh, in the seven five seven. It was uh, low to mid eighties, sunshine, a little bit of breeze. Frank, you did some work today. Oh, yeah, worked all day. Put in nine hours at the shipyard today. Mm, yeah, I'm, uh, I enjoyed my 21st consecutive day away from work, uh, but that's coming to an end. Uh, start my new job with Frank, not necessarily alongside, uh, but with Frank uh, on Monday. Looking forward to it. Got orientation coming up, so some things changing. But I'll, I've always... Uh, I've always liked your setup in your garage, man. So let me know what you got going on in here. Let everybody listening know uh, what you know. Where where did the uh, mindset come from to decorate a garage with such uh, uh, inhumane uh, decorations? I mean, I've, I'm looking at a Redskins American flag made made out of wood. Yeah, yeah. I just got that thing. My buddy made me that thing the other day. Shout out to my buddy Ben Williams if you're listening. Yeah, uh, that's a custom made. Redskin uh, burnt wood flag. So, yeah, that's... Burnt that's, wood. You heard it right here, folks. <laughs> a burnt wood flag. But I'll tell you how I started getting this garage going. I, uh, I didn't have any decorations up yet or anything, but I started to do the floor first. And uh, I went to Lowe's, bought the kit to get the epoxy floor and, and do all that. And and get the flakes that come with it and put it down on the floor. And it came with uh, blue, gray, and white flakes. What colors are those? You know, that's the Dallas Cowboy colors. Wrong you know, colors. Ain't no way in hell that's going down to my garage floor. So I uh, went online and found some uh, NFL flakes, got the custom redskin flakes on the floor, and painted the trim and, and got my all my uh, all my decorations on the walls, the stadium pictures, the, the, uh, the diesel on the wall over there, John Riggins. You know, it, it's funny that, <clears throat> that you bring up John Riggins because I'm looking – at all this stuff on social media about uh, football today versus football back in the day. John Riggins was 
he was one of those hard-nosed football players, and then you put him side-by-side side, a picture of Cam Newton lately, and it's, it's totally, it looks like a totally different football league, and it is. Maybe we've gotten soft. I, I definitely agree. It's definitely gotten soft, man. You can't it, – it's not the same game anymore. You can't touch the quarterback. The league's all about protecting the quarterback. That's where the money's at, so that's the route they're going. I don't necessarily agree with it, but that's the rules, so you got to try to follow them or you're going to get flagged all day. Well, uh, if you go back a few weeks ago to the comments that were made uh, by a linebacker that tackled Tom Brady, uh, the referee apparently had come up to him and said, stay off Tom, so let's just call it the stay off Tom league because you definitely ain't going to get your hands on Tom Brady. It's not going to happen. I did hear that. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That guy, he should be fined or, or somebody should at least uh, investigate what, what that's going on because that ain't right. Well, it's – it's the opposite of what we heard coming out of um, New Orleans a few years back with Bounty Gate. So what is this? Don't touch gate. Exactly. Two yeah. hand, two hand touch gate. <laughs> <laughs> There's always some kind of gate with New England. So, so <clears throat> moving on, and uh, I, I, I say moving on, but uh, we we touched on it a little bit last week uh, with Matt and episodes leading up to that. We had talked about about it every week and I want to talk about it now because it's it's a it's a big topic of discussion um, they've seemed to try to move away from it a little bit in in uh, the national sports media and uh, if you've been following along we mentioned the name Antonio Brown for the first three weeks uh, of the podcast because he was in the news we've talked about him while he was on hard knocks um, we talked about him with the helmet issue we talked about him with the frostbitten feet uh, we talked about him then saying he wanted to trade days later. I believe uh, Danny even called it on the podcast that Danny sat in on uh, that he would go to the Patriots. Lo and behold, uh, 48 hours later, there's a statement released that Antonio Brown has been um, now signed by the Patriots. And so he goes, he uh, starts his tenure with the Patriots. I believe it lasted 11 days. Uh, he caught a touchdown pass for him. Uh, then the allegations come out, and as much as I don't want to talk about this guy anymore, I do want to say that I think the Patriots, for once, got this one right. Uh, the league was not willing to come down on Antonio Brown because of the allegations. However, I think in, in past situations with domestic violence, the league has put a player on uh, the pup list, at least, or the commissioner's exempt list that will not allow him to dress and play and participate in team activities until things are sorted out. Do you agree with that? I think that that happened in the past. Definitely, yeah, I agree with that. Can't, was that was it Kareem Hunt or uh, Elliot that was put on a commissioner's exempt list, and then they then ensued suspended him until they they got more facts about about right, what's going on. I think on. it happened with Ray Rice also. Okay, so maybe what the league is doing there is they're allowing the Patriots organization and Robert Kraft to step in and kind of run their own ship. And uh, they did it right. You know, they get, I, d I don't agree with him um, playing the game that he played uh, that, that one game with the Patriots. Um, because I think at that point, the allegations had come out, but he would still dress and he would still play. I think that maybe they were a little late, but uh, they probably caught enough flack at that point and, and they set him down. What do you think about the whole situation from kind of start to finish on Antonio Brown? He's a knucklehead. We know that already. Yeah, uh, Antonio Clown. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I watched 
I watched Hard Knocks and uh, watched every episode, and I don't know, man. That guy's just he—he he, he seems like he's entitled, and and he uh, he don't want to practice. He's coming up with every excuse with the helmet. I saw his feet; they were jacked up, but but uh, and then and then he goes to the Patriots, scores one touchdown, acts like he wins the Super Bowl, jumps into the crowd, nobody catches him, he falls down, but. I definitely agree with – I think they ended up getting rid of him once they found out about the text messages that he sent out, the allegedly threatening te- text messages that he sent out in the group message, I think. And uh, New England stated that they would have let him keep playing if he wasn't – if he did not send those messages. But once he became a part of their team, they weren't going to have it because everything else had supposedly happened before he joined their team. But once he joined their team, they won't take no bull crap. So they got rid of him quick. Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll agree to in, in some sense there, but I will disagree uh, to some extent because it was made known publicly that after the allegations came out, we didn't know about it, um, but after the allegations came out, it was then found out that the Raiders knew about the allegations. The Raiders knew about the civil suit. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So okay. there's, you know, what is that? Is that, hey. I thought neither team knew. So I, I, I heard on the radio that the Raiders knew. That's incorrect. Um, you know, and I, I, I can't cite the source. It, I, it's come off um, right off the top of my head. I can't cite it. But I did hear that on ESPN radio. Uh, I think it actually came. I'm going to throw the name out there. I don't know if it's correct. But I think I heard um, Schefter say that. On, on ESPN that um, the Raiders did know about it. And so if the Raiders knew about it... Um, if Adam said it, it's probably true. Well, the Raiders released him. If it was a trade involved, the Raiders pro- potentially would have then held responsible for uh, at least owning up to the fact that, that they is, knew about that it. That is probably correct. Probably um, so, interesting, interesting. And... Uh, he, so it's he then comes out and says he doesn't want to play with play with anybody. Uh, the owners can revoke guaranteed money, you know, stipulations in in the contract. And at, I know that if I'm guaranteed a bonus at the end of the year, and I leave, or I were to be let go, I would not get that guaranteed bonus at the end of the year. And it's just, it, it's no different in the NFL, like you said. A little bit of a sense of entitlement with him, his productivity in Pittsburgh, uh, I think, built up to that sense of entitlement. He was a stud wide receiver. He was man, He's pretty probably the top receiver in the game. I think so. The top three. This morning on first take, Stephen A. comes out, and uh, it was um, was it Rosenthal? Somebody said. Um, that they still believe that Antonio Brown wants to play for the NFL, and I believe that. I don't. Oh, oh he said something about it, it tweeted something to the term of the NFL needs him. Well, I didn't see the tweet, but that's what the headline of the, the, the what it, I saw. I saw it on ESPN. Um, not sure if it's true or not. And I, uh, I don't think the NFL needs him. No, definitely not. Certain teams need him. I think Antonio Brown needs the NFL, uh, no but the question. comments that were made, uh, I'm on ESPN.com right now, and um, it's uh, uh, it's interesting because they he they said that 
if if any team needed Antonio Brown, it was the Steelers because of what Antonio Brown did for the Steelers. So, um, you know, I th- and even though a team needs him, I don't necessarily think they'd sign him. They don't. They don't want him. I don't, don't think deal with it. any team in their right mind would sign him. Not right now, no. I found the clip here, Frank, that it is, in fact, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, that says, it is my hope uh, that Brown returns to the NFL. And then Stephen A's uh, reaction then was to then go for him to go back to the Steelers. Steelers are done with him. No, no question, no question. They, he, he made such a fool of himself, not only in Oakland, um, but you know he threw Big Ben under the bus when he was there. He didn't like sharing the number one wide receiver spot with Juju. Yep. yep. Um, and they would be a fool to do it, and not and not only just because of his off the field stuff that's going on now, but the on the field stuff with both organizations that he had. Now, it was amazing to me how it was almost like a switch was flipped when he went to New England. Okay. It was amazing because as soon as he got drafted, or not drafted, as soon as he was signed by New England after his release from Oakland, Mm -hmm. you heard not a peep from Antonio Brown. Not a peep. You saw his video, his tweet. You know, it for you know him running around the backyard I'm free, gingerly. I'm free, I'm, I'm free, free, free. You know, and I wish they would have had a video when he was cut from the Patriots. Uh, well, he was very humble when he was cut. Yeah. His tweets were, you know, to uh, initially he was humble. He said, "I want to thank the New England Patriots organization for the opportunity." And oh, then gosh. he comes out and he's going to try and file grievances with the NFL through the players' organization. Um. Did he already file a grievance because of the helmet? He filed the he filed two for the oh. helmet. He's trying to file a grievance. I think he's they're saying that he may file a grievance because, and this is this is one thing. So he was going to try and file a grievance with Oakland for the guaranteed money. Okay, and then it is um, expected that he will file a grievance for the guaranteed money coming out of the Patriots organization. For the same thing, guaranteed money. And his tweet, he called Bob Kraft out. He said, Bob Kraft was found guilty on video of sexual misconduct, and he owns a team. And I have allegations against me, and I get fired. Now, on that premise alone, there is a little disparity there. Hey, there's a big... Still an idiot... Yeah, yeah. But when you when you bring it down to brass tacks just like that, I mean, <laughs> I, th- I believe Bob Kraft is single, so what, what you... Uh, uh, he had a... Okay, <laughs> next subject. Uh, <laughs> and moving on, hey, uh, we, we talked uh, a few weeks ago about that and how we were ready to not talk about Antonio Brown anymore, but I did want to... I did want to... Uh, bring up the topics in hand. It's a never-ending saga. I will say he's he's definitely going to be back. He need 
He's gonna no. He's not gonna make the money like that anywhere else. He could go to the XFL and make what a million, couple million dollars a They've year. They've already said that they don't want him. Well, he'll be back. Maybe not this year, but next year he'll be back with somebody. Well, it seems like if you take a year off, two years off, and you go to sensitivity classes and you form a foundation. Well, he did register for college. You, oh well, <laughs> good for you, Central Michigan. Good, well, that's that's where he came out of. So, going back to. Whoever will take him, I guess, at this point. Maybe he's going to try and make a run at another college football career. Yes, I don't know if he has any more years of eligibility left. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That would be hilarious. Man. So the next charade that's going on in football is this Jalen Ramsey guy. He wanted to ask for a trade coming out of uh, Jacksonville. Says he's, he would like to be traded. Plays on Sunday. Monday, uh, calls out with the flu, flu-like symptoms. Oh, that was sick. <laughs> yep. Tuesday, uh, it's uh, back spasms. I don't think anything happened Wednesday. But then Thursday, he says, I'm going on paternity leave. Oh, I didn't see that. So he really doesn't want to play for him, obviously. How many? Oh. And they talked about it. Again, I listened to the radio, and I'll, I'll, I'll quote him. Um, Schefter was on Levitard today, and he said, Went out with the flu, then back spasms, now paternity leave. It's rare to see an NFL player miss a game for the birth of a child, which I think is sad. So he applauded Ramsey for that. And he said, however, don't be in that hospital if you got the flu when that baby's born. Because you go give the... <laughs> right, right, okay. It's like, you know, come on. So it, 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 it's, it's funny. It's, it's just, to me, it sounds like he's really not interested in, yeah, I, in, in I, being there anymore and you know if you want to work there practice. don't work there yeah he's in a contract you can't just quit he's trying to demand a trade they need to try to i think that's going on a little bit too much right now so they need to try to uh i don't know man it's just but the guy i know he's good he plays with a passion he loves football so i i don't know i think he likes his teammates and stuff is what they were saying on the radio today but he's definitely not happy, so I don't know. It's highly sought after, though. He is that. He and, is that. you know, Nick Foles going to Jacksonville. Everybody was excited about that in Jacksonville, about him getting there, Super Bowl champ, coming down there. Uh, and I think the expectations were a little higher for the, the Jaguars with him there. And so he goes out, and this guy, Gardner Minshew, comes in. Uh, we were watching the Thursday night game last night with uh, Gardner playing, and uh, he lit it up, man. Last so, week. you know, or not last night, last week. Yes, last Thursday. I apologize. Uh, days are running together again. Twenty-one days off. I'm starting to forget <laughs> what day it is today. So, my neighbor asked me. She said, "You ready to go back to work?" I said, "No, but as long as I'm ready Sunday night, that's all that matters." Exactly. exactly. So, and I'm glad my game's tonight. Go ahead and get this out of the way, whether it's a, a W or an L. Um, let's let's talk about that a little bit, man. Let's move on. You want to talk? Uh, you want to talk about his game coming up? You want to talk about the East first, and then get in dive okay, into we, the we, game? Okay, we can, we can Dallas Cowboys. They're looking good, man. I hate to say it, but they're looking good, man. They haven't they got, played anybody. You're right. You're right. They haven't played anybody, but I mean, they got all the pieces. Dak's looking good, but uh, I mean, they got the best offensive line in the league. They got some of the best linebackers in the league. Zeke's a, Zeke's a monster. But. Last week they were a 22-and-a-half point favorite over the Miami Dolphins, and the Miami Dolphins gave them a run for their money. 
I don't know if you watched that game, if you had it on Red Zone, but uh, we had the Eagles game streaming through a undisclosed internet service, uh, and then we had Red Zone on as well. And what was the final score of that game? We were shocked to see that the Miami Dolphins played them so well. Uh, go back, pull the. Uh, I thought Dallas covered that game. Uh, they might not have. They might I don't not think have. they covered. Um, I was expecting it to be uh, uh, a blowout. I'm but you sorry, said Danny. Point, uh, uh, they haven't played anybody yet, they, and they're still not going to play anybody because they got the Saints this week without Drew Brees. So. Uh, Thirty-one to six. Yes, so they did cover. I yeah, I so, apologize. So they, Thirty-one yeah, to six. So, so they, they, the Dolphins scored more points last week than they've scored. They just had a, uh, the first half was very close, and then the yes, second half they, they, they blew it up. apart. Okay. See, so. In our first podcast, I did open it up, and uh, I, I hope that uh, Frankie will um, give you the same. But uh, we have no journalist, journalistic credibility here. This is a reactionary football and sports podcast. So anything I say, don't hold it against me because uh, I've probably already doubled back on a couple things um, that, uh, that I've said. So. Yeah, so and, and, and if I say something, you correct me also. So. Well, we've, we've – we now have an archive, so we'll be able to, uh, if you go back and listen to the episode from last week, um, I said in the, the, I guess the pregame show for the preseason show for the NFL, I said mm-hmm. that Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to be able to replicate. What's he doing? Lighten it up. Lighten it up. You said that? I did. I did. Oh, okay. Was, okay. Hey, we were making predictions. Hey, that guy's a phenom, man. Uh, he is. Well, We'll yes. see, man. So, uh, Giants beat the Buccaneers last week. Were you? Yeah, that was. Uh, I did not see the game. Cause I, I didn't was, see it coming. Uh, no, no. Uh, I guess they brought Daniel Jones in at halftime. Yeah. They were losing eighteen to nothing or eighteen to three at halftime, something like that. He turned them around in the second half, and they. I think they beat them thirty-two to thirty-three 32, to thirty-two. Thirty-two, thirty-two, thirty-one. Okay, there we go. So. Um, Without Saquon, Saquon didn't uh, play but a couple plays and got hurt. Correct, but so. um, there was no there was no halftime. Daniel Jones did it all on his own. He was twenty three for thirty six. Oh, he started that game. Okay. Started the game okay. twenty three for thirty six, three hundred and thirty six passing yards with two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Okay, so not a bad game. No, um, you know, so maybe they have something there in Eli. Um, Panthers beat the Cardinals without uh, Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals ain't much. No, but oh, Kyler Murray, is, I think he's going to be good. He just needs some time. He needs some people around him. I think their line is struggling right now. But yep. I don't know what happened to uh, David Johnson. He was the number one running back in fantasy a couple of years ago, and now he, he, you don't hear a whole lot about him. So. Well, let's, I'm not going to do the recap show. We were uh, getting on the subject to the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, there we go. And uh, so we're going to channel back over. Um, so just let's look at some stats. I'm going to pull them up, and you tell me if some of these stats are alarming. All right. Um, just going to go right on ESPN.com, pull up the complete stats for each team. Uh, you want to talk offense first or defense? And we'll just go right down the well, line. Let's go defense first. Defense first, and we'll just go right down the line. Um, Cowboys. Giants, Eagles, Redskins. Uh, so, for defense, okay, 
Games played, three for all teams. Uh, total yards allowed for the Dallas Cowboys, 1,008. That's 336 yards a game Okay. Um, on average. Total passing yards allowed is 738 with an average of 246. Rushing yards, 270 with an average of 90. Um, your best team in the league right now across the board in every category is the New England Patriots. They have allowed a total of 597 yards in offense. Wow. Wow. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, who's number two behind them? Who who y'all play tonight? Uh, Where's Green Bay? They're out there, in, too. In defense? Oh, we're just talking about NFC East. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, no, no, no. Well, then here we go. We'll go right down the line here. Um it doesn't show me a number of where they are. Middle of the pack, it looks like to me, for the Dallas Cowboys. Right below them are the Eagles. They got strong D, uh, linebackers. I, I will say that. Uh, Who's that? The Cowboys. Uh, what's his name? Jalen Smith? Or, uh, well, you've got uh, Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch and the, and the guy from Notre Dame. Or something Jalen. I don't know. And they, So, they got some young linebackers. Their defensive line is uh, pretty good, but. But they're 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 gonna they're gonna uh, go with their offense. So that's that's gonna. Uh... So we did a uh, we last week we did a uh, kind of a game by game. We just looked at the schedule, you know, going into week three we looked at it and we just played a game called wins and losses. Okay. And we just went through it and we still found the Dallas Cowboys as good as they are looking uh, in through the first three weeks. Again, they haven't played a, a legitimate football team. True. Um, but as good as they look right now, we still have them going eight and eight. You have the Cowboys going eight. And eight? Uh, we have the Cowboys going eight and eight. And let's do this then. Let's do this. Let's go through the schedule and just the Cowboys because they look so good. Okay. Let's let play me see this game. You, let me, let's like just this. just on the Cowboys. And this is this is a <laughs> this is a game that nobody likes to play in mainstream sports media. But we are a, a podcast. This is the second podcast in a row that we had broadcasted from a garage. <laughs> so they got the Saints on the road, win or loss. That's a win. They don't have a uh, breeze. Okay. See what they win it. New Orleans went into Seattle and beat Seattle without True. breeze. True, but I don't think Seattle With Teddy has, Bridgewater. I don't think Seattle has anywhere near the uh, running game or the, the line that the Cowboys have. Okay. Week five. Um, they play Green Bay at home. Win or loss? I'll say that's uh, I, I think they're going to beat them at home. I think they're going to beat them. So they're going to go five and zero. I think so. You got the Jets on the road. That's six and zero. And you got Philadelphia at home. That's 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 a that's a toss up. No, you can. It? Hey, I'm wearing a Brian Dawkins jersey right now. Um, probably one of the greatest. Philadelphia Eagles ever to play the game. I respect Brian Dawkins. But you don't have to you don't have okay. to you, if you they're think home, it's a win. At home, I'll say this win. I think okay. seven so and seven and no. Bye yeah. week is week eight. Mm -hmm. Then you got the Giants on the road. Say no. <laughs> uh then you got yeah, the Vikings right. at home. Uh, I'll, I'll throw that loss in there. I like the Vikings, man. I'm okay. thinking of the, the Vikings this year. At Detroit, so they're 7-1. and one. 
They're, they're going to beat Detroit, 8-1. Eight 8-1. One. Eight and one. Then you got uh, on the road in New England. 8-2. and 8-2. and two. No question about that, right? No. It's going to be hard to stop them guys. Especially in New England. You got Buffalo at home? Um, 10. Nine, That's 9-2. Nine nine, and nine and at Chicago. At Chicago. I'll, I'll give them a loss there. Road games are tough. So 9-3. Then you got Los Angeles at home. The Rams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Rams on that. Okay, so. 9-4. No, I didn't think it was 9-3. and, three. and f- So they would be 10 okay. and. I'm sorry. So, yeah, so you're saying they're going to beat the Rams? Yes. 10-4. Ten, uh, ten, ten, shit, whatever. Um, we'll go back and edit it. Then you're on the road in Philadelphia. I'll give the Phillies that one. They always play each other tough, so it's, okay. normally, it's normally a split, I think. So you have them at least at 10 wins, and then you have uh, Washington at home. I mean, <laughs> they're probably going to beat the brakes off of us. but So you don't have them at 8-8, eight eight, no, is what you're telling no. me. No, I, I think they'll finish probably 12-4. and four, See, I think like um, where we had a difference of opinion, uh, they lose this week to New Orleans, and then Green Bay figures it out. They also lose to Green Bay at home in Dallas. And they very well could. They could. Uh, and I think we were teetering either the Chicago game or the Los Angeles games. And, you know, we can we can do the drop and, and, and have that in there, but that would be a long drop. But, um, yeah, interesting. It So the last two games of the season, you said that Philly beats them, but you guys take the loss. So uh, you want to hear their offensive numbers? Sure. Um, they are not middle of the pack in offense. They're number three. Makes sense. Total yards, 1444. Yards per game, 481. Passing yards, 907 with an average of 302. Rushing yards, 537, averaging 179 yards rushing a game. Uh, total points, 97. So they're averaging 32. They got to be first in rushing. You said 179 a game? No. Uh, 179 a game. Yes, and rushing. That's got to be near the top. So, and I don't think Zeke's even done a whole lot. They got. Let's do total rushing yards. Who's the total rushing yards leader? It's the Baltimore Ravens at 650 yards total. Um, yards per game, which would be the average. Obviously, still going to be the Ravens. They're number three still. Number three. Okay. They're still number three. Um, because they they had 200 yard rushes last week. Yeah, I mean, they prob- that, that helped them. No doubt. You know? Uh, so, go back, going back over to defense, and we'll just uh, we'll bounce it forth, back and forth just like that. So, right below the Cowboys, the Eagles somehow, um, right behind them, only allowing, uh, I say only, <laughs> we're allowing almost double what New England is, uh, 1,052 yards total. Uh, passing yards were 881. That's because our corners are terrible. Uh, rushing defense, which is this number is a little surprising, only allowing 171 yards total this year. Uh, through, so Through three games. Through three games. So we averaged that out. We are second in rushing defense 
allowing 57 yards a game. That's good. So that's got to have that because if you got to be able to run the ball to pass the ball, but you also have to be able to pass the ball to run the ball. And as you see, the Eagles, without some of their top uh, receiving weapons, can't really get a spark of momentum um, going on right now at all. So it's it's tough on on all phases. Um, so we'll flip over. We'll look at the Eagles' offense, which is lackluster in the in the first half, as we've seen. Figure out where we're at. Yeah, uh, I believe I, I heard a stat today. Y'all are second in the league in drop passes, which I believe that, surprised uh, me. Second. Y'all should have won the Atlanta game because of Aguilar. He should have scored on that. That would have been a touchdown had he caught that pass at the end of that Spoiler game. Spoiler alert, the game is not on NBC. Let me change the channel. <laughs> there it is. Fox. <laughs> Sorry, Fox. Rookie. Uh, so, Eagles defense. Uh, let me get this in real quick before everything kicks off. Uh, Eagles defense. Oh, excuse me, offense. We're averaging... Damn near what we uh, average on defense. Um, 1,095 total yards of offense. 796 yards through the air. 299 yards on the ground. Uh, now we've got a running back by committee uh, that we've seen over and over uh, since uh, Dougie P came in. Um, interesting how he played it in the last couple weeks. Week one, Darren Sproles. Uh, had a had a bigger role against the Redskins uh, and a lesser of a role uh, throughout the, the two games uh, to follow. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. Miles Sanders seems to be picking things up. I expected to see a little bit more out of Jordan Howard. He did have yeah, so did two or three consecutive seasons of 1,000 yards I assume rushing. I y'all brought him in to be like a premier back. Is what I was thinking because that's what I thought he was in Chicago. I, I at least for a year or two he was. I don't have answers for that. Uh, it, it is surprising. Um, it's a question in Philadelphia, I know, because uh, again I listen to the Philadelphia radio, and they're like, "What you know? What are we doing?" We watched him against the Redskins, and we he would go in give give Howard the ball, and he would pick up five, six, seven yards a carry consecutively, and then we'd hand the ball off uh, to Sproles or Sanders. And now you saw Sanders last week drop the ball in a critical situation mm-hmm. yep. um, uh, twice, actually. Um, but the offensive coordinator did come out. Doug did come out and say that they weren't going to bury him on the bench. Uh, he's a rookie. He's got to figure it it's, out. It's going to happen. It's, it's, rookies. It's, a, it's a wrong year to figure it out because there's a lot of Eagles fans saying Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, Wentz better figure something out. Wentz is, is the, he ain't the same quarterback no more, in my opinion. He doesn't need to be the same quarterback. He needs to do less. He needs to rely on his yeah, help. You do have more weapons than, than y'all did before. Now, so. uh, I'm sure you weren't watching the game last week, but there was another play. Uh, that was very similar. This is the third week in a row that was very similar to the play that he broke his leg crossing the goal line. Ooh. And he was doing what? Diving for the goal line. Ooh. He's got two players around him, defenders around him, and I cringe every time I see that. 
But there's also another play last week where he does that duck scramble and just mm-hmm. kind of pops up out of nowhere with the football. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt and I were talking uh, because he was he came over after after church. Um, he didn't leave until Monday, but he came over after church, and we watched it. And he said, "I love it when he does that scramble because I know something big's going to happen uh, because he's now opened everything up. The linebackers have." drawn in the safeties have drawn in because they think that he's sacked he pops up with the football never touched the ground and he can fling it downfield it's almost like a free play uh that's what it looked like to us so and, and i'll just give you a hard time i know wentz is a good quarterback man but i, I it, and it had to be hard deciding between him Cheers. and nick because nick just won y'all super bowl and and now carson has to come to the stadium every single sunday and, and look, look at, the, at the, and look at the statue look at the statue of Nick and holding the Super Bowl trophy or whatever it is. And, and <laughs> it's the statue of him calling the Philly it? special. Oh, is that what it is? He's yeah. It? Okay, okay. But they do have a, uh, have a gimmick. Um, they've got, uh, and it's for Wentz. I guess it's the second place statue where they've got a figure that is to the proper height and measurements of Carson Wentz. And he, it, it's uh, dressed in an Eagles uniform. Uh, but there's nothing above the shoulder pads, and you can stand on a ladder and put your head in the shoulder pads. Yeah. And I'm like, what a great, what a, <laughs> what a great tribute to your franchise quarterback uh, after he goes down. Nice. Uh, but the game has kicked off. It is. Uh, we're now at a minute 13 and a half um, left in the first quarter. The Eagles are driving there at midfield. Uh, so let's go down, back on to defense. Below the Philadelphia Eagles, we get to your beloved Washington Redskins. They are allowing 1,208 yards, 782 through the air, 426 on the ground. Um, yeah, it's sad. Uh, staggering numbers our there. defense was supposed to be our strength this year, and uh, it's, it's not looking good, man. Everybody's throwing at will on us. We've given up deep plays left and right. Josh Norman's getting burnt like toast, which a lot of times it's in his own. He's not getting his safety help or whatever, blah, 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 but it's he's still getting burnt. So it's our defense. Why does not, he talk so much trash? It's just who he is, man. He, he was like that when he came here, and, and he's been downhill ever since he got here. We got him at the very peak of his career, and downhill ever since. And, and he's going on 33 years old. He's probably time for him to move on man i mean soon i mean he i don't know he he ain't done a whole lot for us i can tell you that so eagles go three and out to a pass that's thrown over zach hurts head um the uh hold on i think we need to give our picks on this game before before we go oh well i've I've already i've already put them in uh i'm taking the birds outright you're taking the birds outright what's your final score 27 24 27 24 birds yep Jake Elliott comes in and uh, kicks the game winner for us. Okay, okay. So you're so you're looking for y'all to cover about half a point because they're coming at three point five to start the game. We're not a we're not a favorite in that game. I know y'all. Are, okay. Oh, I'm you. Sure. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. You're you're. Uh, the I, Green Bay's favorite. I missed what you. I, I, I didn't pick up what you put down on me. So you t- taking the Packers. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Packers are going to pull it out. It's going to be a close game. I think uh, 
probably come down to the end, but I think uh, Packers win by touchdown. All right. I'm going to go uh, 33-27, win by six. All right, well, we'll see. We're, uh, we're just about four quarters away from figuring it out. Uh, so if we go look at the offense uh, from the Washington Redskins, uh, right about the same stats. Uh, yeah, they're misleading, though. We got garbage passing yards. You're averaging 48 rushing yards a game. Now, Geis went out. You bring in uh, the dinosaur of Adrian Peterson. He gave you a touchdown last week. That's great. Uh, somehow he is – I think the clock is ticking on him eventually. I don't, oh, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. But our, our line's beat up. It don't help. Trent Williams sitting out. I don't know what's going on with that, but it, it's killing our line. So, we we haven't gotten any rushing yards. And Geist, didn't, he, what, 10 or 15 yards that first game, so he didn't do nothing either, but he didn't. But I, I think guys. What's the situation with guys? I haven't looked into to. He he, uh, meniscus was torn. limited, they or said, is he uh, out for a couple games? Well, I think six weeks is what six they weeks. said. So so he'll be back. I think I think our running games will be all right with him. I like him, but he is injury prone. So I don't know how that's going to go with him. But see, and that's he, the thing about Carson Wentz. A lot of people say that Carson Wentz is injury prone. I don't think that he's injury prone as much as he is prone to injury. Those are two different things. His playing style is prone to injury. I don't think that he is injury prone. Now, Geis, you've gotten back-to-back week number ones where he's gone out with an injury. Uh, was it week number one last year that hey, he – shit, it was uh, preseason last pre-season. year. He didn't, even, he didn't even play last year. So, But, I mean, it's a, it's a lot less serious. I think the year. running back position is injury prone altogether. Oh, yeah. The conditioning oh, yeah. is not right. Um Obviously, the play calling has to has to be there because you you got to have the line to uh, to open the hole up. Yeah, and when you don't play any in the preseason, and, and they nowadays you don't get hit in practice, and then he didn't play none last year. This is the first time he's really getting hit since college. So, well, know, it's, it's go. going to take time for him to get get uh, football shape. They say being in shape and football shape are totally different things. So, maybe he should uh, maybe he should look into playing a couple preseason games next year. Uh, they were, back. they were so scared after what happened last preseason. So, how long do you know how long his rookie deal is? I do not. I do not. What a fan! Uh, <laughs> New York Giants on defense, just above the last team in the league in Miami Dolphins. So they're ranked number thirty-one in total defensive yardage at thirteen eighty-one. I mean, these numbers are not surprising. Uh, almost a thousand yards through the air. They've got. Um, 384 yards allowed on the ground. They're, we'll see what happens if Jones can bring a spark to the offense. And sometimes already, when you when you get that spark from the offense, your defense kind of turns things around too. True, true. And he, he has already given them that spark, so we'll see if the defense can, can feed off of that. And going back on the Redskins, I wish that Haskins would go in just to see if we can get some spark. I mean, why wait until the season's over? Well, you never know what could happen, man. It was funny. I saw a, uh, a meme after the loss on Sunday from a Redskins fan, and it, all it said was, and Case Keenum, Case Keenum was never seen again. And you, you may never – he might not. They might start Haskins this week in a last-ditch effort, um, you know, right before game time, uh, or maybe they start him at halftime. They're, they're talking about uh, starting Colt McCoy, I think. He, he's the one who's been taking all the snaps. He's just come off week. the injury report. Exactly. I don't get it, man. Dave, I don't get it. Well, I, maybe I, 
That's a maybe the franchise is throwing in the towel for this year already, which is crazy to me. Um, it's hard to think throwing in the towel in week three, man. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We um, will. We can just touch on. Uh, we'll touch just on uh, the New York Giants offense, and then uh, we're going to take a break. Um, actually, I'm going to cut that out. We're going to touch on uh, the Giants offense uh, and then move on. 1,224 total offensive yards. That's in the top 10, which is surprising. But top I think, 10 offense, huh? I, did not, I didn't see that coming. But Saquon going out, um, that's not going to last. They're going to drop. They're going to plummet. Saquon is, I think, the best running back in the 117 league. yards on the ground. That's all him. Um, and the passing yards are 872. So we'll see what happens with the Giants, but they ain't, they ain't going to work. No, not this year. So we stepped away for a few minutes, and we're back now. And um, since we've been gone, we've ticked off uh, another three and a half minutes off the clock in the Thursday night game. Uh, the Packers running back appears to be out. And then two plays later, uh, Aaron Rodgers opens up and throws the ball on a deep pass to Adams. And again, Sidney Jones is a step touchdown. too late. Uh, and here we are with the first Green Bay touchdown. So Eagles down by six with uh, just under 11 minutes to go in the game. Ten and a half left almost to be exact. Uh, let's talk about that since this is – happening in front of us you've heard over the last couple weeks that Aaron Rodgers wants more production out of his offense okay do you think we are seeing a a scheme out of the new coach versus what we had with Mike McCarthy um, that utilizes the running game a little bit more and puts a little bit puts Aaron Rodgers in somewhat of a straitjacket to where he can't manage the game like he used to and call the audibles? Uh, or do you think this is just working out the kinks with the new offense? Yeah, I think he's just working out the kinks with the new offense. He's He's been in the league too long, one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and he, he knows what to call. He knows the defenses. He knows what he sees on the field. The coach is not going to uh, tie his hands like that, I don't think. Do you think that um, – but I do think they will run the ball a little bit more, try to get him. I mean, he's getting up there in age, so, yeah, they don't want him running around like he like when he was 25. So, yeah, they, they, they may cut him back a little bit, but they're not going to handcuff him, I don't think. Well, we saw it there. I mean, they, they lose the running back. They were running the ball effectively uh, in the first three weeks, and then they lose their running back. Um, Looks hopefully, to be, looks hopefully to be, he'll be back. He got hope, it off the field, but hopefully he'll be back. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I came in, I ran in the house real quick, and then I came back out, and uh, Frank said that running back looked paralyzed, just kind of had a head had a head head to helmet. It was a helmet to helmet or helmet to shoulder. Yeah, it was kind of uh, like kind of helmet to helmet. Yeah. So but, well, I mean, it was it was nothing uh, intentional. The guy was just trying to make a play. But get a little closer to the mic, like you were before. Move that screen, position that screen, almost right in front of the microphone, because you dropped off just a bit. Tilt, no, don't tilt it. Tilt it the other way. Tilt it to where it's right there. Yep. And then 
jump right up on the mic. You can move it. It'll, check, check. It'll pivot. Yep, there you go. Now you're back all to right. where you were. Okay. Yeah, he uh, took a hard hit to the head. Hopefully he'll be all right. He kind of went down and his body didn't move a whole lot, but hopefully he'll be all right. If you'd rather be comfortable, you can remove the screen. I'm the, I need the screen more than you do because the fan is coming right this way. So you can just take that screen and move it out of the way. All right, get right on go. that microphone. That'll work. There you go. Now it's out of sight, out of mind. So what you got on fantasy, man? Ooh, my teams are doing pretty good. I went 4-0 on all four of my teams last week. Uh, but uh, there's a couple – I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, uh, I like my teams. I'm status quo. Uh, again, I've dropped off a little bit in fantasy over the last couple of years. A few years ago, I was like you. I was running four leagues and just got real busy, and I dropped. Um, last year, I dropped down to three, and then this year with the kid, I dropped down to two. Easier to manage, less drafts to, to go to, less drafts to pay attention to, so – yeah, my, one of my best teams, I'm, I'm in this league with these guys who didn't even want to do a draft. They just wanted to do a uh, a computer draft and end up being a good team. So I'm, I'm not too mad at them. Yeah, I think I know what uh, league you're talking about. And I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't a big uh, proponent of uh, the committee for doing the auto draft, but that's the way that it's been done. Um, and it's a everything is, everything is auto. Um, it's... The draft order is auto, your draft is auto, so it is a complete gamble, and that's why uh, we set the entry fee at such a, a low economical rate. But you still, you can still pick up players off free agency throughout the season, so it, it's still a little uh, studying and, and research into it. So it's well, not. You said that it takes away your ability to be a fantasy guru. So if you right. are the guru that you are, uh, that you say you are, then you should be able to look at your team. Follow the teams throughout the, the fantasy league and compile a trade that benefits you. It, correct. And, and I, cripples the team that. Well, I that wasn't complaining for the, me. I was feeling bad for other guys that uh, would have chances to win. And this is your so, second year in the league, is that correct? This league, yes. But you I, I, won a trophy yet? I have a trophy inside when I'm a four time champion of my big money league. But so. you're not the champion of the, the. Of the auto pick league? No, no I'm not. Okay. No, I am. Oh, oh, you are? I so, am. My okay. name's on the trophy. Congratulations. That's right. <laughs> Play the lottery this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking decent. Um, if I, I look at um, my. My league that uh, my friend Tim, we've talked about it before. Um, he does the auction draft. Um, I'm two and one in that in that league. Had a had a performance in <clears throat> week two that was a little lackluster. Um, last week I did okay. Carson Wentz, even though he had the loss, uh, threw for 259. He's my starting quarterback. I got a steal on that. And Frank, I'm sure you know how auction drafts work. Mm -hmm. um, the rookies are saved in this league until after all of the returning players are um, selected. All the rounds have been have gone through. You have a rookie draft that's separate. And I picked up Carson Wentz, being the Homer Eagles fan that I am. Uh, I got Carson Wentz for a dollar, and then I immediately put him on a contract for five years. So I have Carson Wentz, uh, who is one of the top quarterbacks in the league, based on his stats outside of his injuries. Got him for a dollar for this year, and I think uh, next year is the last year. It might have been four years that I had him. So Can't beat that. That's a steal. That's I a can steal. then turn around, and what we what we would consider 
um, to put the franchise tag on the player just before the draft. And then I have last right of refusal. Uh, if he were to be nominated and go, go up for auction, uh, I can agree to pay the last bid amount. Um, and then I can turn around and sign him again if I want to. But got a lot of new quarterbacks in the league. Might want to shake it up. I mean, I love my boy Carson, but um, don't want to limit my talents. I did pick up in the same league because I had Carson Wentz at, at such a uh, cheap dollar amount. I went and picked up Phillip Rivers, who always produces good fantasy numbers. He does. He can't does. seem to win a football game when he needs to. He's too busy making kids. <laughs> so, um, now I done got you all messed up with your microphone. But speaking of, uh, am I you, messed up? Yeah. So if you feel the microphone, there are it's like two sides. You got to talk into one side. It's linear. Can't talk into it from the side. Is that better? Is that better? That's better. All right. Sorry, I'm working. We're working uh, outside of my normal studio space today. Working out the kinks. So, Sorry about that. Pardon uh, me. For while we're on the uh, subject of the Chargers, and I'm looking at fantasy numbers, and it just kind of surprised me. The number one fantasy receiver in the league right now is Keenan Allen. So I did not. Uh, and also speaking of the Chargers, it would be Antonio Brown. <laughs> it would be. It could be. Uh, speaking of the Chargers, uh, I heard Melvin Gordon might be coming back this or m- next week or this week. Or they said he won't play this week, but if he comes back, he so that's gonna uh, take out the number three fantasy running back right there, uh, Austin Eckler or Ek- however you say his name. Sorry about that, but he's the number three running back right now, so that's stirring up the uh, fantasy numbers right there a little bit. Yeah, so the holdout didn't work. Nope. They called his bluff. Well, so put Melvin Gordon on the Dallas Cowboys, and he holds out. And let's say Zeke has similar numbers to what he's already had on a different team, and they signed him. Uh, They gave him the contract he wanted. And Melvin Gordon continues to hold out for the Dallas Cowboys. Does Jerry Jones fold first? Probably. You still think that he folds first and he gets the get Melvin would then get the contract that he wanted? Oh no 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 no! I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. No, uh, Melvin's not uh, Zeke. I don't think, in my opinion. But I mean, he's but. Any to me, any run you can put any pretty much any not any running back, but you can put it. They got a, such a good offensive line. You can put anybody back there. They're going to get you twelve hundred yards a year, I think. And I think the Cowboys are. But they won eighteen to two thousand from Zeke, so. Well, they, I think the Cowboys are centered around the running back, um, where the Chargers still are centered around Philip Rivers and the receiving core. Um, Melvin Gordon was a pawn to some degree until now. He comes. He's not going to play this week against the Dolphins, um, but I don't think he was. He is not to the Chargers what Elliott is to the Cowboys. I think we yeah. both agree on yeah, that. Yeah, I can. I, I, I agree on that. All right, another little fantasy surprise this year. Uh, out of old Baltimore, got Lamar Jackson, the number two ranked quarterback right now. That's kind of surprising. I got I got uh, 
clown on Facebook uh, two years ago on draft night. I posted that Lamar Jackson was going to be the best quarterback coming out of that draft, which I don't know if he's going to be the best, but he's going to be one of the top two or three. I don't even know all the numbers right now, but I think he probably is the best. It's, he didn't come out with Patrick Mahomes, so I know he uh, – but you don't – didn't vote. because Mahomes sat a year. Correct. I think Mahomes came out the year before him. I could be wrong, but I don't. But uh, number one quarterback, Mahomes, who you said was going to dwindle off a little bit. It, yeah. It, we, you don't want to talk about that. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got plenty of time left. Plenty of time left. Uh, yeah, I like Jackson. I like the move. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, two running backs, two of the top running backs, uh, McCaffrey and Kamara, both their quarterbacks went down. Do you think that's going to affect their numbers a whole lot? Well, if you look at the game last week, uh, Kamara still did his thing. He did. He did. His actual numbers probably went up a little and, bit. And I think that they're going to rely on Kamara a little bit more. Uh, I think that Michael Thomas, his numbers will stay similar. Uh they're not going to be as elevated. They're going to utilize him. But whether they go with Bridgewater or Hill, I think they made a mistake. Uh, I think Hill is the better quarterback than Bridgewater. I think Bridgewater's got a little bit more experience. I wouldn't say a better quarterback. I, w- I wouldn't agree with that. I would say a better football player, yes. How about, okay, so about a, how about a better athlete? Uh, no doubt about that. And, Bra- do- and Bridgewater's a good athlete. But, but Hill yeah. can do it all. Yeah, he's good. I like him. And, but and his passing ain't all there, so I, I, I think Thomas's numbers might drop a little bit with Bridgewater being back there or or Hill. But that that's that's going to be anybody with, when Breeze is going out. I think. So if just looking, let's see, last week, uh, the Panthers. Wanna... What's that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. The Panthers with McCaffrey against the Cardinals. They won 38-20. to 20. Yes. And That's I believe McCaffrey had over 150 yards rushing. He had a long touchdown towards the end of the game. You'll have to bear with me as I get rid of this pop-up video on the laptop. What about Dalvin Cook? He's been He's a number one ranked running back this year. He's been... Uh, so last week he had 153 yards, averaging 6.4 yards a carry, uh, and a touchdown. Longest rush was for 76 yards. Yeah, and how many catches did he have? Because he always catches passes. Uh, on this stat, <clears throat> this stat it doesn't. Okay, so receiving yards. He's had. 132. Now it doesn't. Split it didn't it up say that game. Okay. At. Not not at what I'm looking. But at. he had some, so he was probably close to 200 yards against the Cardinals, and hey, you can't beat that. Yeah, yards for this season, rushing alone, 318 for McCaffrey. Uh, we go. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the way that ESPN 
breaks everything down. Well, let me flip over to Camaro and see if he has a game last week that was. Let me go. To, let me go through uh, some of these games. You want to uh, move on to talk about some of the games coming up this week? Yeah, I mean we can we can do that. We don't have to sit here and talk. Let's, know, we, players let's, all the time. We're yeah, good. Let's go through some of these games. We can let's we can it. and we can talk some of the players as we go. We we already made our picks for uh, Philly and Green Bay this week. Um, next up, let's go with the uh, Skins and Giants. We got the Giants uh, in New York. Uh, they're a two and a half point favorite right now. Um, it looks like the the betting public is. On the Giants, the lines moved a little bit towards them. So, uh, I think you got a percentage on betting public on what you know. I, I do not. I just know the lines moved from one and a half to two and a half. So you think about it from a sports betting standpoint. If you're a three-point favorite at home, three points is home field advantage, and they're a two and a half point favorite. So they're discounting them a half a point. So it's moving closer to an even game. Uh, it's a pick em. I can and I'll go. I think we're going to pull this one out and get our first win of the year. I think that with Saquon being out, that's going to help. Certainly, um, but I think you've got more experience on offense. Case Keenum is. As average but I don't, as he I don't is. think Case is playing. He hasn't practiced all week. I don't think Case is playing. I think it's either gonna, I think Colts oh, going to be right. playing. Um, and, and who knows? We could throw Haskins in there. So that I would love to see Haskins and Daniel Jones go at it. But I don't know. So it might be Colts. So be it'll be a it'll be a game. But I I'll agree. I will say that uh, Skins pull away a win uh, on the road. So all right. I I I like that. We pre- I appreciate that. I'll throw you a bone every now and then. <laughs> All right, next up, let's go to uh, Kansas City at Detroit. Got Kansas City at uh, six and a half point favorite. Oh, they win. Uh, they win handily here. You think so? Even after Detroit beat y'all last week, y'all were four and a half point favorites on them last week. Okay, and had Aguilar not dropped the ball and fumbled, and our running back not fumbled. Aguilar can't catch a cold. There was. I, I, I will say this, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use this as our scapegoat, because it was just last week that I, I saw it take effect for the birds. The officiating's gotten a little sloppy early on this year. Uh, they missed, they missed a face mask call, on Sanders, on a kick return, where, it was obvious, on the replay that I was watching at home. The dude that tackled Sanders walked away with his helmet in his hand. So you're going to tell me that there was no face mask there? He spun his head almost 180 degrees on his body. It was bad. It was bad. It was ugly. Uh, there's no reason that, that that could be missed. When you have a line judge, you got a back judge. Uh, there's somebody there that saw that. and uh, they, they didn't see it. They would have called it if they saw it. You don't think they're intentionally not calling calls, do you, I, Brian? I don't think, I don't think so. Okay, I'm not going to okay. go down that they, road. They must have missed it then. They must have <laughs> missed it. But if the entire stadium sees it, uh, if we can see it at home, they can see it in New York. And with the way things happen so fast, there's a phone call that can be made 
they might as well do instant replay on that. If you can do instant replay on pass interference, it's it ridiculous, was a kick man. Return, so the clock was stopped. They had a minute and a half before each team lined up at the line of scrimmage. They could, hey, you, there's a there's a flag that you missed. It needs to be thrown, uh, whether it be late or whether they make a ruling in New York and 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 implement that. I think that but that's. It, but like you said, if you can. Um, I think pass interference maybe not something you can challenge or um, face mask not something you can challenge either it happened or it, or it didn't. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it. Refereeing's hard, man. Officials, they uh, the the it seems like there's been a lot more holding calls this year to me. But I did see a stat where they the uh, NFL well, last week on Thursday night there were so many penalties people were turning the game off because it was so slow. Well, uh, there was a tweet by Tom Brady that said. He was turning the game off because too many penalties. So I guarantee you the NFL saw that tweet and was like, if freaking Tom Brady's cutting off the TV, we got to fix something. And okay, well, let me ask you that. You think Tom Brady's really turning the TV off? No, hell no. <laughs> hell no. But there was uh, something changed because the NFL said that they said something to the officials. And if you look at the, I don't, I can't read them off the top of my head, but if you look at the stats for holding calls from – week to week after they said something i think it was week two to week three uh it went from like almost six holding calls a game to almost three holding calls a game so there's some adjustments being made and let them letting them play a little bit more they should i think so there's just too many penalties man i, I think and so what else you got uh next game titans falcons uh falcons are a four point favorite at home I think if anything, that game's going to be a high-scoring game. So if you want to, if you want to place a wager on that, I think it's going to be the over. Okay. I think okay. it's set somewhere around forty-three and a half or forty-four and a half. I think that's covered easily. Okay. Okay. I don't have that in front of me, but 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 drum roll, drum roll. This is my upset of the week: the Titans against the Falcons this week. This is my upset of the week. I think the Titans pull it out. Did uh, you do a? Uh, Knock on wood if you're with me. Is that what you just did there? Knock on the, wood if you're with, with me. You know it. You know it. But uh, uh, I just – Derrick Henry uh, carried me to my fantasy Super Bowl last year. So uh, – He's a good running he, back, and he I think start he's going to finally have the year that we've expected him to have over the last couple of years. He started hot this year. Last year he didn't start hot and finished really strong, and this year he's starting strong, so I hope he can keep it up for the whole year. So I'm going to stay away from taking a side on that game, but – uh, I will bring this to your attention. Matt and I discussed the NFC South last week, and with Breeze going out, we said that the Falcons were going to be the front runner to take the division. Uh, do you see that happening now with Breeze still out, or do you see a resurgence of the Falcons and they're going to be able to? Uh, I, I was I was on the Falcons at the, at the start of the year, but as the season's. Uh... I mean, after seeing them a couple times, I'm not too impressed with them. They play a little slow. They have, they have, and I think uh, Bree. If it breezes out for the year, then yeah, I would, I would say that. But if he's back in six weeks, I think New Orleans can, uh, New Orleans can hold on until he comes it, back. I think six weeks is a little liberal. Um, you think it's gonna be more eight I think weeks? It's gonna be somewhere between eight and ten before we see Breeze back. It's gonna take him a little while to, to get that cast oh, yeah. off. Oh yeah. I mean, certainly, <coughs> athletes have access to 
the best doctors, the best medication, the best therapists. Uh, they go through a routine um, to get their body in shape better than than we can at a faster pace than we can. An MCL or an Achilles might take your average person almost a year to completely recover, and somehow these athletes can get it done in 10 months, 8 months, and in some cases, depending upon the severity of the injury. So we'll see. I just think that six weeks is is a little liberal on that. It was a ligament damage, uh, or was it just a broken thumb? Or? Ligament damage. Okay, okay. So we'll, we'll see. You got another one? Yep. Next up, we got uh, Carolina at the Texans. Uh, Texans are a four-point favorite at home. Uh, Carolina looked good last night, I mean uh, last week. So with that backup quarterback, what was that guy's name? Do you remember? No. I do not, but he he did look good. They got the win. Uh, so we'll see. But I do like – I like the Texans in that one. Uh, um, Hopkins and, and, and their quarterback uh, – Watson. Watson, yes, I'm sorry. Watson, I think they're going to have a good year. Yeah, I think that... Um, J.J. Watt, if he can stay healthy, that's key, too. So. I think that the even losing uh, Jadavion Clowney, I think that they'll be okay. And I think the Texans can win that game. Yeah, it, I think it helped them. Uh, What's the spread? Losing Clowney, it's four points. Four points yeah. favor... To, for the Texans at for home. For the Texans, yeah. okay. You going to jump on that? Yeah, I like Texans on that. Uh, next up, we got the Browns at the Ravens. Uh, started out at minus five for the Ravens, and it's gone to minus seven. So nobody's liking the Browns right now. Yeah, I think there was a lot of hype coming in. A lot of hype. I was on them. I mean, I was too. I was, I don't want to say I was on the train. I had a foot on the train. Maybe my luggage was on the train, but okay. I wasn't on the train. Uh, I, I wanted I to see what, how they came out. They came out flat, and then they put some stuff together. They started looking a little bit more entertaining. I think that's what we're going to get out of the Browns this year. We're going to get some entertaining games. And we're going to get some games where they don't have everything put together. Um, Mayfield is – he has a, a chance to be great. His connection with Odell Beckham with the one-handed grab right there at the goal line again, mm-hmm. that was – you know, it's showing flashes of, of brilliance if they can maintain it. We will see. We will see. I think uh, Miles Garrett for uh, the Browns, he's going to be – Probably top two for defensive player of the year. I think that guy's an animal, man. He's a beast. But uh, so who do you, you you like the Ravens covering at seven? Yeah, I think so too. Seven points, like you said, you got Lamar Jackson in there. He's lighting it up for you. They're running the crap out of the ball. Man, it's a division so. game though, so you never know what can happen, man. True. Something can. They, True. The the Browns, they came out and lost to the Rams, but the Browns were able to play a little bit more free. Uh, the Rams, I think, they played things tight. They played things the way that they normally play football. So I think the Browns just being able to relax and open up and have fun last week, maybe they got a little bit of more chemistry going in. And I think that's huge coming into a divisional matchup where you need that chemistry to win yeah, this game. I agree with that. And even, even to play it close. I agree with that. Um, all right, going on, we got – the Chargers going to your father-in-law's Miami Dolphins at 15-and-a-half-point favorites. So how many games are we going to see the Dolphins be a double-digit underdog? 
before we see a win. So that's mm. say. So if you say, I mean, they're definitely not going to be a double-digit underdog. They'll, they'll be a favorite at some point this season because they play the Redskins at in Miami. So <laughs> they'll be favored for that game. Okay, and it's actually. Uh, so they'll be favored by next a point. weekend. Yeah, next weekend. That's what, yeah. Okay, so we'll have to do uh, a little. Uh, there might even be a have to do a roundup. I bet they'll be favored by three that game. It'll be a pick them. They'll get three points for being a home team. I bet. Well, so we got you got uh, with 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 that game. I will say this, and I told Danny this. I said that this week, despite all odds, is a winnable game for the Dolphins. They're a fifteen point underdog. It's a winnable game for the Dolphins, and I have uh, two reasons why. Okay. Rosen, I think, is going to turn the page. He's going to start doing some things a little bit better. Had to had to get out there last week and figure things out. Uh, he looked good at moments, but what I have said, what Matt has said since we started this podcast is you got three guarantees, death, taxes, and Philip Rivers having to go the length of the field to win the game. Happened last week, <laughs> happened the week before, and I believe it happened week one. I'm not, I, don't quote me on that. Uh, again, no journalistic credibility. But that's what you see so you're out saying, of the Chargers. So you're saying Miami's going to cover because it's going to come down to Phillip Rivers coming down to the inner field and having to win the game. Mm-hmm. Or put some insurance points on late, you know. So they might be up by a touchdown with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. They go down. They can't get there. He kicks a field goal. Now they're up by ten. Um, and it, I think the Dolphins cover it that way. But – I like that, you know, the, and the spread's gone, started out at 16.5, it's at 15.5, so the the public's pretty much agreeing with us on that. They they think Miami's going to cover. It'll be interesting, but I can't I can't just discredit Miami completely. They're going to win a game at some point. They're oh, not going to be course. the 0-16 Browns. No, not going to do they, it. They play the Jets twice. They play the Giants. They play, they play the Redskins. They're going to win a game. They'll probably win more than one game, I think. So the Eagles – Miami matchup on December first that I'll be attending. Who's your, who's your winning team in that? You, um, you'll have to have me on that week as a guest, and we'll discuss it. All right, we'll bring you in. Cool, cool. All right, let's go on. Uh, we got the Colts at the Raiders. Uh, seven point favorites for the Colts. So uh, without Andrew Luck, I thought the Colts were going to fall on their face. Okay. What's their record? Are they three and zero or two and one? I think they're two and one. I think. Well, yes, I, I, I thought the exact same thing. They've looked really good. Um, Brissette, Brissette hasn't looked bad at all. I mean, he, he's, they surprised me. I think I think once they get to about ready for the playoffs, their uh, luck's going to come back. And No, I'm just kidding. Colts in the same matchup are 7-2 and two at home. Uh, no, excuse me. Colts are 7-2 and two at home uh, since 2018. Um, I'm not sure of – Matchup stats, I spoke incorrectly, but they are two and one. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Why on the Raiders? Did you watch Hard Knocks? I watched uh, collectively three episodes, but I, I didn't watch the last episode, and I, I caught blips of the second and the third. Uh, I had a lot going on at home, trying to do some stuff. And I understand, so, you but a it, newborn. I don't know. Well, touching on Hard Knocks is. Why do you why do you bring that up? I was just wondering because we're on the Raiders team right now. So, but uh, 
think I, the running back is going to be good. I think so, too. I, I think that was the worst hard knocks I've seen out of uh, all the teams that have been up there. But, but I yeah. was more shocked to see um, how much light was shown on how well the Raiders could be and not what was reality. They showed to me the highlights and not the, the pitfalls. Okay, okay. Well, and I think that that is... HBO has the rights to what they air, but they also talk to the teams, and I think that there was a little bit too much team involvement on what got put on film that was shown on the television. I don't think that you saw the true Oakland Raiders in Hard Knocks, where in years past, when it was the Browns or the Jets, now they both at the time were terrible teams. They met all the criteria for being on Hard Knocks. And well, Gruden is kind of a prima donna, so I, I can I can see that. He only wanted to see the good parts. Somebody said play. that Gruden was on the hot seat. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Too big of a contract right. to be on the hot seat. So. Yeah, yeah. But they're uh, seven-point underdogs at home. So I think I'll pick the Raiders on that one. Knock on wood if you're with me. I'm not gonna not. I'm not gonna pick that game. Come on, man. I'm stay away from that from that game. All right. Big time. Okay. He likes Indy. Just to give you an update on where we're at uh, with the game that we're watching, it is now in the second quarter. 13 minutes left. Uh, the Packers were driving. Uh, there was a face mask call. Uh, they marched down the field and then they were halted uh, just short of the red zone. They were held to a field goal, kicked the ball off, and Miles Sanders took it well into Packers territory. Uh, it looked very Darren Sproles-esque as he moved left and right to get down the sidelines and was upended by the kicker. And Carson Wentz throws a pass into the end zone now live as we watch it. And who drops it? Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon. Mr. 50-50 ball. He was out last week. He was out last week. Uh, he catches oh, that ball nine times that, out of ten. But, but I don't think his feet would have been. He would have, yeah, he wouldn't have come in down inbounds. And, um, but it's, uh, it's troubling what we're watching with the Eagles. It's another first quarter of scoreless play coming from Philadelphia. Can't do that. We led the league in first quarter and first half offensive uh, offensive scoring the year we won the Super Bowl, and he uh, he dumps it off to now Dallas Goddard, who takes it down to uh, the five for a first and goal. So uh, we'll bring you we'll bring you some. We got us a ball game here. That. Got us a ball game here. Well, and I'm not surprised to see us not put points up on the board. It went we went uh, two scoreless drives, both resulting in a punt. Yeah, so, my, predict, my prediction's looking a little higher right now. But, you got anything yeah. else for us over there? Yeah, we got a couple more games. Let's finish these games up. Let's do it. All right, we got uh, the Patriots at the Bills, which uh, the Bills are only seven-point underdog. Gosh, the way the Pats been playing, how can you not pick them? Jeffrey got redemption on that touchdown that was just caught. So I, uh, I think that the Patriots maintain their way this year and win by double digits. I can go with that. I mean, the Bills are uh, Bills have been playing good. Uh, Josh Allen, I'm I'm impressed. I like Josh Allen, but uh, 
I don't think they can hang with the patch yet. So we'll here's, both, both here's my gripe the with the whole with the whole Antonio Brown being signed to New England as far as what goes on on the field. Um, he wanted to go there because he thought that he could win a ring. Okay. The Patriots don't need him. No. Nah. They're going to win with or without him. So if you looked at the Antonio Brown signing as they're now unbeatable, they were almost unbeatable before they signed him. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Much, not much has changed from when they signed him to now. So, not in my opinion, it's a system thing. It's the there. same team. Next it's a system up. thing there, and they they go through all these coaching changes. The uh, coach that now is in Miami is from the Belichick Belichick tree, and they're zero and three, and they're talking about tanking and things like that. Then you have uh, Matt Patricia that moves over to the Lions, mm-hmm. and um, he's he's on crutches. How do, how, how do you have a coach on crutches? He had an Achilles issue. It's like, man, come on. Every, everybody that comes from the Belichick tree, with the team. everybody that comes from the Belichick tree, you expect greatness. We should stop doing that. Uh, there's something about the Belichick coaching staff that he is not showing all of his cards. He knows something different than he's telling his coaches. I don't know if it's conditioning because they rarely lose a player out i mean i say that but gronk went out all the time he would come back with all these you know bionic extremities you know he was in a leg brace he had an arm brace uh amandola was in and out of injury when he was there he went to you know what it is it's that tb12 program man come on man 12 program what is he a vegetarian (laughs) eating kale all day man i don't know yeah I can't do it. All right, man. We both got the Patriots to uh, roll in that game. We got next up, and this one is my lock of the week right here. The Bucks at the Rams. The Rams are at home as nine-point favorites. I think they're going to double-digit all day long. The Rams on a roll. They're 3-0. and They're hungry. Sean McVay is uh, what are they hungry for? a Super Bowl. What do you think? No, well, I'm talking about in this game. Nine-point yeah. nine favorite. They're going to win by they're a field goal and a touchdown. General. They're 3-0. and They're on a roll. They want to keep it going. They're hungry for another Super Bowl is what I meant. Uh, I think they're going to roll. Another man. Super Bowl. All right. For a Super Bowl win uh, is what they Well, want. I mean, they've won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Not McVay. You come on, man. I'm I got you. I got you. I got you. This ain't the greatest show on turf. He wants man. to go back. He wants to prove his worth. Correct. I got Correct. you. I got you. All right. Um, Who you got? I don't know about the double digits. You got? Hey, I don't know. Tell you, it's my it's my lock of the week. But all right, I'll ride it with you. You think they're gonna pay me now? back? Shit. You gonna pay my juice? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> all right. Uh, Seattle at Arizona. Looks like uh, this game started out at three and a half for Seattle, and it's gone to five and a half. So it, that one's tough for me because I thought Seattle was going to take care of business against the Saints. Yeah, that is tough, especially with uh, Bridgewater back there. That that was uh, a butt whooping. So. Yeah, and um, X N in Seattle. That's so not that game was this game is in Arizona, but well, I, again, either way, we thought that throws I, you off. You and I thought. Seattle would take care of business 
handily at home against a breezeless Saints yeah, team. And now they're on the road in Arizona. Is yeah. this the week that Kyler Murray puts it all together? Hey, I've I've liked what he's done so far. I mean, he he's they've been close. He hasn't he hasn't ran as much as I thought he would. He's been throwing from the pocket. He has had a lot of batted balls, as as he's only five uh, one. So, but no, he's he's a little taller than that. But. Next, next up. Uh, anyways, uh, I'll take Arizona to cover. Okay. All right. He likes it. He likes it. All right, Vikings at the Bears. Bears are two point favorites. I've said it before. Trubisky's a fraud. Um. I think that Kirk Cousins is not worthy of his contract, but the weapons around him will lead him to a victory, a divisional win against the Bears. They got all hyped up when they got their kicker that could kick a field goal. On a road game, and and Kurt, if if, uh, if anybody knows Kurt, uh, I know Kurt, not personally, but watching on TV. Seems like you're on a first name no, basis with no, the public. I've, I've, I've tried to contact him. He won't call me back. So, no. but I, sure you got the right phone number. I do like Kirk this year, man. He's he's playing good. He's got a lot of weapons. The uh, and what's going to help him out? Uh, Dalvin Dalvin Cook is the number one fantasy running back right now. He's been running the crap out of the ball. So, a good running game will make a lot of quarterbacks a lot better. So I, I like the Vikings. You got uh, Diggs. You got Thielen. You got Rudolph. Yeah, he's got yeah. everything right there in front of him. Yeah, I like it. I like the Vikings to uh, win that game straight up as two point dogs. So, uh, all right, now we got the Jags at Denver. The Jags got their backup. Your boy, we can't say his nickname, has been hurt, so he's not playing no more. Median. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which he, uh, I was no, but Gardner I, Flint Minshew yeah, yeah, the yeah. second. He, he came right in and, and filled his shoes, so he looked good. But I think it's the mustache that carries him through. Hey, that's a, that's a good-looking stash there, man. I'm, I'm jealous. And it, you know what else? I think it's his, his um, resiliency. He bounced around in college football. Uh, played in East Carolina. Played in Washington State. Did he play at ECU? He played at East okay, Carolina. Okay, okay. Uh, he played, I think, in – in uh, we were looking at it. I think he played in the East Carolina game that Old Dominion played ECU at uh, when we went down there. Okay. May, may be wrong. Might have to go back and look at it. But he then went to Washington State and then broke a record at Washington State, which is – as somebody coming from East Carolina, it's – Kind of unprecedented to go to a Pac-12 school true, and true. and set a coast to coast set a record like that. It's a totally different conference over there. So, okay. uh, but I think they do it, man. But this week he's got to travel to the Mile High Stadium. I I don't think the offense is clicking in Denver. Old Flacco ain't. Uh, I don't. I, I, so I, don't I think I think the the Jags pull one out here. Yeah. I, as three-point dogs, I, I got to go with them, too. Fournette, a, Fournette's been running the ball pretty good, I think, this year. There's a lot of hype with Minshew now, with Foles being out, and I think they ride that train and they, they get it done. Okay, okay. I think we're both on the Jags there. 
Last game. Sunday night game. Sunday night game is not the last game. You got a Monday night game. True. This last game on <laughs> Sunday. The Sunday slate. We probably already did the Monday night game too. I just didn't know. But the eight twenty game, Dallas at New Orleans. We've already talked about this game a little bit. Um, got Dallas at two and a half point favorites. So you got New Orleans in New Orleans at the uh, Superdome as two and a half point dogs with breezeless so i've learned over the last couple of years don't be afraid of a home dog especially on monday night or this is a it's especially a prime time especially game. on prime time uh I, saints are gonna you, we're gonna go opposite ways here uh saints are gonna play this close and they're gonna win the game um with a with a last minute field goal i believe uh, they're they're not gonna let this one go. They want to shut it down. This is a game that yes, can define their win and, and and solidify their win last week against Seattle, which was a, also a conference game. They win against the Dallas Cowboys at home, which is a conference game, uh, and they they put another tiebreaker uh, in their back pocket because these games early on for. The Saints without Breeze are the ones that matter because if you're saying Breeze comes back uh, in week 9 or 10, then they're right back on the same train that, that, that Breeze got off off with his injury and they can just carry it on out and now they're, they're moving back into the playoff picture. So I, uh, I take the Saints in that. Okay, okay. I'm a, I'm, I would disagree on that one. I think the Saints are still riding that high horse from last week from the upset they pulled off in Seattle. So think they're going to have a little letdown this week and Dallas is going to come out ready to play and I think they're going to roll on them so I'll take Dallas in that one I've got a um, I've got a FaceTime phone call here with one percent left it is uh, it's our co-host from afar Matt Walker look where I'm at Matt I'm I'm behind, in, baby. behind enemy lines in uh, FedEx 2.0 <laughs> oh, no, How does that blanket keep anybody warm? <laughs> he he wants to clown all the Redskins stuff. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, oh. Hey, we're gonna put that in there, Matt. But let me uh let me hit you back when we get finished up. We're almost done. All right, go ahead. So Matt's just checking in with us, making sure that uh, we don't have a a Redskins fan sabotaging the podcast. Uh, we. We pride ourselves on being Eagles fans. We love doing this podcast. We had fun with it, and we came out right out of the gate saying that we weren't going to be an Eagles podcast. How do you think that we've done so far with uh, not having it be a homer? We talk sports, right? What did we do tonight? I liked it, man. I was uh, That was one of the first questions I asked you when, when you started uh, doing this. Was was it going to be an Eagles podcast, or was this a football podcast? And you, you clearly uh, – let me know that it was going to be a football podcast, but I could still come on and uh, talk a little junk about the Eagles and, and talk and hype up my Redskins a little bit, but they, we need all the hype we can get right now. We are a bipartisan uh, podcast for uh, any team, any team, any fan that wants to come on and talk. Uh, we're willing to have you come out, but first and foremost, we want you to be a football fan before where, where the shield before you wear uh, the, the name on the front of the jersey. 
Cause we we know the game. We we specialize in our teams, though. But we know the game. Absolutely. So, um, is that all you got? Hey, man, I've I've had a great time, man. I appreciate you having did me. You have on. fun. You know it, man. I hope you have me back. Yeah, dude. We're uh we're gonna have you back to discuss uh some more Redskins. I want to come back on Eagles Redskins week next time. We can line that up. We can, but it'll have to. Obviously, you know, I don't I don't know when exactly we play the skins but we'll I think it's uh, we'll december for sure again. Line. i think it's december we play, well, i know we play um we play all late again yeah um, but we'll we'll see man you know that'll be good that'll yeah, be good man. yeah i'm gonna uh, I, like i said i appreciate you having me hey look so i'm gonna just wrap up like i said i got one percent left on my phone so let me try and get this in as we do every week uh, in the 9010 podcast i'm gonna lead you into your weekend tomorrow here in the 757 you got a high of 79 86 on Sunday, 85, or excuse me, 86 Saturday, 85 on Sunday. Partly sunny all throughout the weekend. And in Colorado on the West Coast tomorrow, looks like 30% chance of storm. Saturday, high of 79, partly cloudy. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high of 85. So uh, no pun intended on the high of 85. But uh, we're going to wrap things up here tonight from uh, the... Redskins Den, the uh, the tribe, the TP. I'm not sure what you would call it over here. To me, it is enemy territory. Again, we'll sign off from behind enemy lines. Uh, I appreciate you having me over, Frank. Uh, it's been fun. Anytime, bro. And let's watch uh, let's watch the rest of this game, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Appreciate it.